You're listening to the Crop Disease Podcast, a podcast that will keep you up to date on how to manage common crop diseases faced by Australian growers. Are you a pulse grower? Do you have clients who are, or are you thinking of giving pulses a go? Hello, it's Megan Jones from the Centre for Crop and Disease Management, and we're talking pulses today with a big focus on lentils. Why lentils? Because at CCDM, we've had a bit of a breakthrough with this crop. Just recently, we've discovered how the pathogen causing Ascocota blight infects lentils. Now, why is this interesting to you? Because this discovery has huge implications on the way growers will select their lentil varieties for maximum resistance in the near future. So stay with me while we hear all about it in this episode. And for some pulse management information, we'll also hear from Sardi pulse pathologist Sarah Blake and the Ascocota blight situation in South Australia. But first, let me introduce a couple of CCDM researchers who were key to the lentil discovery, Lars Kampaus and Bernadette Hanares. Welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, great, Megan. Yeah, good to be with you, Megan. Oh, so glad you're here. Lars, let's start with you. What exactly does your team work on at CCDM? Our team in CCDM focuses on canola and pulse diseases, namely sclerotinia stem rod of canola and the ascocarda blight pathogens of chickpeas and lentils. It's in our Ascocyta blight of lentil research that we have made a nice breakthrough for growers. This breakthrough, Bernadette, can you tell me a bit more about this discovery in lentils your team recently published on? So what did you find out? Oh, well, thanks, Megan. So we're actually very excited about our discovery regarding the fungal pathogen Ascocyta lentis, which is responsible for the Ascocyta blight disease in lentil. So our research has identified a protein in the pathogen, which is recognized by a corresponding lentil resistance gene. We discovered that there are two forms. The second form is not recognized by the resistance gene and triggers disease on the lentil host. We know that the resistance gene that can recognize the protein is present in varieties such as PBA Bolt, PBA Hurricane XT, and PBA Hallmark XT. Because we can tell the difference between these two versions of the protein, we have developed a lab test for this. Oh, that test sounds exciting. Can you tell me more about this test? How will this benefit a lentil grower? Sure, Megan. So we've developed a laboratory-based test similar to a COVID-19 PCI test. Whilst in a COVID-19 PCI test you test for the presence of COVID, we're taking diseased lentil material to test for the two different forms of the protein of the fungal pathogen. Now, if the version that is recognized by a disease resistance gene is present in your sample and you're growing varieties that have this resistance gene, you'll be fine. You won't get disease in your your crop. But if you're growing a susceptible variety, one might want to apply a fungicide treatment. Oh, and you can also detect this at the end of the season, Lars, right? That's right. That's right. So we can also collect stubble samples at the end of a growing season from around your paddock and start to look at what the predominant um, version of the protein is that is present. So you can make informed decisions as to what varieties to grow. Wow, this sounds really great. So when will this test be available for growers? While the current test is uh, based in the laboratory and like a PCR COVID-19 test takes about one to two days to get your results back, what we would like to achieve is to develop this into an in-field based test so that a local state pathologist or an agronomist can conduct the test on the back of a ute in a few hours and allow a grower to make informed decisions uh, there on the spot in the field. 
Oh, sounds brilliant. Okay, well, hopefully that comes together soon. Um, um, I actually recently spoke with Sarah Blake. She's a pulse pathologist from Saudi in South Australia. Do you guys know Sarah? Yes, yes, of course, we do know Sarah. So we've been collaborating with Sarah and the Saudi team for the last seven years. Wow, seven years. That's a long time. Well, actually, we talked about Ascacata blight and how to manage it in the field. Should we listen to our conversation? Absolutely. Oh, yes, sure, yes. Great. Okay, let's listen. And please note, I did do this interview back in mid-August. So I'm now here with Sarah Blake, a pulse pathologist from Saudi in South Australia. How are you going, Sarah? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Megan? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. So Sarah, can you tell me what are pulse growers up to in the South Australian region? Yeah, so it's pretty cold and wet in many parts of SA at the moment. Um, hopefully all growers are actually inspecting their crops for ascochyta blight. Um, this is the real classic time of the year that we are likely to see ascochyta getting away because uh, it's really that cold, wet winter uh, disease. I do know that some growers have already put out foliar fungicides for control of ascochyta during the vegetative stage because of high disease pressure. Um, whereas other growers may be at that point where they're considering the timing of their first critical spray. Do you think the disease is getting worse in severity since you're seeing it pop up quite a bit now? Um, I don't I don't think it's getting worse in severity. Um, I don't think there's really any evidence at this point to support that. Um, we do consistently see it turn up where rotations are really close. So there are some regions that have... Um, lentil every second year with wheat in between. Um, and that's, um, I guess, integrated disease management really recommends that lentil should be sown every three to four years. So I guess seeing it consistently turn up under that rotation is not a surprise. Um, we This year has been a bit different than perhaps the last three or four. We had a lot of summer rain this year. Um, and that means that most growers were out there proactively managing their weeds so that there was uh, perhaps a lower, uh, a less of a green bridge to transfer inoculum across from uh, one season to the next. So I think by managing weeds, I think that's probably taken out a lot of volunteer lentils that normally emerge a little bit earlier than sown lentil crops. I guess in terms of the issue around severity, we know we know most growers seem to know what ascochyta looks like. Um, they tend to be quite proactive in managing um, for ascochyta in those regions that lentil rotations are close or perhaps where um, variety diversification hasn't really been something employed or maybe it's not an option. Um, and they generally know when a spray might be required to clean the crop up. So I guess that prevents uh, serious uh, levels of disease getting away and epidemics really um, becoming a problem. Um, the main reports of severe disease that we do get are generally when a spray has been mistimed um, or where, for example, a spray might not have been put out at canopy closure, uh, maybe no disease was observed. Um, and, and in 2020, we actually had reports of ascochyta on lentil pods um, very late in the season, a bit too late to actually control for it, um, and that's likely to have affected seed quality. But... I guess really managing, um, monitoring crops annually um, is really one of the critical things that any grower can do to avoid ending up with severe ascochyta in their crop. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, so how can growers better manage ascochyta blight this season? Yeah, so monitoring is probably the first step for better management. You need to see whether it's there or not. Um, ensuring that a spray will go out ahead of a rain front if disease is present 
um, is really important because that will protect the plant foliage before rain splash starts to cause spores um, in the lesions to be dispersed to the clean and uninfected leaves. Um, sprays generally are not well, they're not required when it's dry um, because the disease is rain splash spread. Um, another management um, approach that's really critical is ensuring that fungicide groups are rotated and that growers are adhering to their label recommendations. And this helps reduce the risk of fungicide resistance developing. Um, and I know there's a big focus on that at CCDM. Um, and I know it's a bit early to be thinking about maybe what they're sowing next year, but the other step that they can employ as part of management is to really consider their cultivar and crop rotations for next year. And that will help minimise the disease risk for themselves as well as their neighbours. Um, so by choosing a lentil cultivar with a good resistance to Ascochyta, that's really the first tool in the toolkit that growers have um, to employ that will reduce the inoculum load and um, likely the number of sprays required because the resistance prevents the disease from um, really taking hold and becoming a problem. Excellent. That's great advice. Thanks, Sarah. So just one more question for you. How do growers go about getting advice on disease diagnosis and management in your region? Sure. So um, most states, all of the states have got a uh, pathologist that they can contact for disease diagnosis and management advice. Um, for South Australia, I'm more than happy for growers and consultants to contact myself uh, via email, via phone or via Twitter. Um, and I can give them some advice, I can give them diagnostic advice as well as some management advice as well. Sounds great, Sarah. And we'll include your email, phone and Twitter in the description of this podcast. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Yep. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye. So what did you think about that, Bernadette? Great advice from Sarah, wasn't it? Indeed. So she had some great management advice there. So Megan, just to recap, so you have to monitor your crop, spray before a rain front. Don't spray if it's not going to rain. Ensure fungicide groups are rotated. Consider crop rotation and choose resistant varieties. Yeah, I thought it was really great advice. Now, I heard you guys are looking for diseased leaf samples. Is that right? Indeed, we are. Yes, we are looking for diseased samples. So can you tell us what you want the samples for? We want to continue to monitor for changes in the pathogens response on the current varieties that Australian lentil growers are growing. There's, for example, current varieties that are still resistant to any of the pathogens, the versions of the pathogen that are currently out there, such as varieties Jumbo 2 and PPA Highland XT. Oh, sounds brilliant. And how can a grower or an agronomist send you a sample? Oh, well, they can always contact their state pathologists, such as um, in um, Victoria. So it's... Um, Josh Fanning. Josh Fanning. And in South Australia... We have Sarah Blake. We have Sarah Blake. And here in Western Australia, so they can also contact us, send their samples to Andrea Hills. Or we're always happy to receive the samples from uh, the different growers. Absolutely. Here it's really important for us to get as much information as possible, like what variety uh, were you growing that you sent us the diseased leaf material from and what have your fungicide treatments during the season been? Oh, sounds great. And um, I will include the contact details for all those people on the podcast description so that we can get some lentil samples to you guys because it sounds like brilliant work. Fantastic. That would well, be great, Megan. Yeah, that would be great. Great. 
Okay, well, thanks for talking with me today, Bernadette and Lars. It's been great hearing about Askakata, and I can't wait to see the pathotype test in action in the field. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yes, thanks, Megan. Thanks for having us and letting us talk a little bit about our awesome research here at the CCDM. Oh, it sure is awesome. So thanks so much. Now, if you have a crop disease topic that you would like us to cover, then let us know. You can let us know on Twitter at the CCDM. You can also sign up to our blog and get more information just like this at ccdm.com.au. And if you like this podcast, why not tell your mate or colleague about it? Go on. Well, that's all for now. You'll hear from us next month for more crop disease discussions. See you then. This podcast is brought to you by the Centre for Crop and Disease Management, a national centre co-supported by Curtin University and the Brains Research and Development Corporation. 